Hey, thanks for joining us for another message from the City Church. We're a local church in Mississauga, Ontario, gathering in community as we move closer to Jesus. We hope this message from our lead pastor, Brent Coulter, encourages you wherever you're joining us from today. All right, well, we started a series last week called 21 Days of Prayer. Did everyone get a book last week? All right, now, if you weren't here, we actually gave out these books last week, and we printed 800 of them, which is, generally speaking, more than necessary for the adults that we have on the Sunday morning between the two services. But all of the books are gone somehow or another. So um, <laughs> if you happened to miss last Sunday and you didn't get a book, don't worry about it. You can actually download a PDF of this book. It's available on our website under the events tab. And you can just download and print it out. And what it is, it's very simply just a prayer journal that you can go through and you can read some scriptures and, and pray about the topics. Now, how many of you did some of the days in the book. Wasn't it really good? So helpful little journal. Um, so once again, if you didn't get one last week, you can go onto our website and download one of those. And we're just starting out the year, just spending a little extra time praying as we start out a brand new year, a brand new decade. We want to set our direction to the mind and thoughts of God. And that's why we would do something called 21 Days of Prayer. Also something we're doing, um, myself and the staff during this three-week period, we're going to be meeting in here every day um, between 9 and 9.30 praying. So we invite you, if you are available, if you can get away from your home job or you're outside of the home job and be with us uh, between 9 and 9.30. We're just going to be here um, from Monday to Thursday this week and next week. We did it this week. We had a few people come to join us, and we're just spending a little extra time in prayer. So from 9 to 9.30, we'll have the lights up, we'll have some music on, and we invite you to come and pray with our church staff Monday to Thursday this week. And also, I encourage you last week to come up with some sort of Bible reading plan as you start out the new year. Once again, don't if you're, if you're the type of person that you like to make yourself feel ashamed do you know what I'm saying? Some people, like, they set a goal, and then they don't reach it, and like, oh, I'm the worst person in the world. Don't do that with Bible reading plans. But I encourage you, you know, go to the Uversion Bible app, find yourself a Bible reading plan. You can read through the whole Bible or the New Testament, or you can find a topical Bible reading plan. And uh, like I said, we're starting out a brand new year, a brand new decade, and so we want to move in the direction of God. Does, every, does anyone remember 10 years ago? Do you remember how old you were 10 years ago? Can you do a little bit of math this morning? Do you think that, can you remember 10 years ago, was your life any different 10 years ago? <laughs> Could you have predicted where you are 10 years later? You know, uh, 10 years ago, I had a 10-year-old and a 6-year-old, if you can do the math on that, and that means there's a lot more attitude in my house now than there was 10 years ago. So we have to prepare for all of these things in life. And this is what we want to do in life is we want to prepare for this next year. We want to prepare for the next day. But we want to do it according to the will of God. So that's why we're doing um, all of these things as we start out 2020. So why would we start out the year like this? Why would we start out the decade like this? Matthew chapter 6, verse 33 says, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. And in the context of this chapter, all these things are just the practicalities of life, the necessities of life. So we need a bunch of things over this next year and over this next decade for our lives to live our lives. And we want to live out the will of God for our lives. So how are we going to 
get those things or achieve those things or, or, or achieve those goals. The scripture is going to tell us we're going to not seek after those things, but we need to seek after God. So what we're doing as we start this brand new year, brand new decade, we are pursuing after God. We know that he is always pursuing us, but then we are making the choice to pursue after the will of God, seek his kingdom, his ways, his thoughts about my life, because we know that those are the best thoughts for us. John chapter 10, verse nine says this, Jesus is speaking. He says, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. Listen now, verse 10, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. In other words, the enemy, the devil, Satan, the enemy of your life. He comes for those reasons, so those things are not from God. Jesus says, I came that they would have life and have it more abundantly. Now, more abundant life is not just talking about how many days, but it's talking about a quality of life. And what we're doing in this series is with, uh, we're fighting the randomness of life with intentionality being intentional with our thoughts and with our words and with our actions because we know just like any other year, just like any other decade, there's gonna be some crazy stuff that goes on. There's gonna be some difficulties because we have an enemy and we live in a broken world. But we wanna fight all of that randomness with intentionality of thinking, prayer, action, and that's why we're starting out a brand new year like this, a brand new decade like this, knowing that God has abundant life for us. So last week, we, we talked briefly about three different things. And if you missed last week's message, go back. I'm not going to go over all of these things again, but we talked about meditation. In other words, thinking the thoughts of God. We talked about fasting, which goes in conjunction with prayer. And then we talked a little bit last week about prayer. So as we start out a new year, uh, one of the things that generally speaking, people like to do, they like to set resolutions or maybe try to have some new habits, because we all know that we have probably some bad habits. Everybody, in one sense, has some bad habits, whether it's activities with your body or with your attitude, different things like that. And what happens for a lot of us, we set a New Year's resolution or goal, and that's why there's so many you know, Weight Watchers commercials out there right now, and so many gym commercials, because they know you guys are ready to make some changes. And and what traditionally happens, we go for a few weeks and about a month or something, and then we're kind of back to where we were before. But, and, and people will tell us this, and studies have been done, sometimes we just don't need to change the what we are doing, that we need to change who we think we are. And if we change our identity, the what follows. And this is something that we would see in the scripture, that God so much of the time in the scripture is addressing our identity, who we are, because he knows the what we do follows the knowledge of who we are. And this is why so many people's lives are in shambles. They don't actually know who they are, who, who God has made them to be, and they're acting on a negative or a broken picture of who they are or what has happened in their lives. And so their actions, the what they do, is not productive or not conducive to the abundant life that Jesus has for us. So God is addressing constantly in our scripture. He is addressing our identity. And this is how the word of God works, that the word of God is always declaring something about our future. And this is what we're doing today with these boards, that in the past, God has spoken something about your life. 
We see these things in the scripture that he has declared something about your life. And many times what we see in the scripture that he's declared something about your potential. Said something in the past and what he's speaking to, he's speaking to your potential. And all of these things get worked out in real time right here in the present. And here's a pattern that we see over and over again in the scripture. And this is what we're going to look at today as we want to align ourselves to the declarations of God. God has said something about our lives. And what he's saying, he's speaking to our potential. But man, we got to live these things out in the real world, in the bodies that we live in right now, in the families that we are in right now. We could see this here as an example. Colossians chapter 1. Apostle Paul is writing to the church here, and he says, giving thanks to the Father, when does that happen? That takes place in the present. When we worship God, when we're giving thanks to God, that's something that's happening right now here in the present. Who has qualified you, past tense, and what has he qualified you to do? To share in the inheritance of the saints in light your potential. So God in the past has made a declaration about your potential that you would actually walk in the inheritance that God has for you as a son and a daughter of God. But we're giving thanks for it right now. And then something has been declared and what's been declared is something relating to our potential. Now, when we think about the past, we know that God has said some things about our past But there's another version of our past. Does anyone in the room have a past? And you know what I mean by that, right? Does anyone have some sort of negative, sordid past? No, everybody except my mother, who was born saved. (laughs) But all the rest of us here in the room, we have a version of a sordid past where we could maybe tell a story, give a testimony about some really stupid choices that we made, right? Can anyone remember anything from your past where a day you just made a really stupid choice? Anyone want to admit it? We're in church. Let's just be truthful. Get it out there. We all have some things in our past that we've done wrong. And then we have some things in our past that we've said a bunch of wrong things. We made a bunch of declarations about our life. And then also in our past is things that have happened to us. A bunch of negative things that have happened to us. Maybe we had a very difficult upbringing. Maybe we grew up in a certain type of family that just just wasn't conducive to a good, happy home. Maybe we just, in our past, we just have a, a lot of negative thinking. Maybe in our past, somebody has done something terrible and despicable to us. These are all things that exist in our past. But God has also made declarations in our past about our potential. Now we all know people or we have known people that have had really difficult past and we would say about them that they never reached their potential because of some things that happened in their past or some things that they did in their past, whatever the case may be. And and one of the saddest things that we would say about any individual, man, they didn't fulfill their potential. 
Does anybody know anybody like that? Maybe somebody in your family, and there's stories out there, so many different stories. And so we have that version of our past, but God also has said something in our past. And so right now, in the life that we live, we all have a choice. What past are we going to listen to? What past are we going to set the foundation of our lives on the things that God has said or the difficulties that we faced or the mistakes that we made or the things that have happened to us. See, and if we don't get this right, if we don't understand that life is actually like this, we won't actually reach our full potential in God, but God wants us to reach our full potential in him. Let's see how this plays itself out in the scripture. We're gonna read here the Apostle Paul. Now, how many of you know that the Apostle Paul had a past? had a negative past. Now we, you know, he was a writer of the New Testament. He wrote about two thirds of the New Testament. But the Apostle Paul wasn't always the Apostle Paul. What originally we see in the scripture, what was he? He was a persecutor of the church. He was actually party to murder before before he said yes to Christ. How many of you know that's a past? Really difficult past, a really hard past. But Paul says something about his life. Uh, Ephesians chapter three, verse seven. This was from our readings this week when we were talking about identity. Of this gospel, I was made, past tense, a minister, according to the gift of God's grace, which was, past tense, given to me by the working of his power. When does the power of God work in our lives? Right now. So God had made a declaration of who Paul was even when he was a murderer. Even when in the midst of his past, in the mind and heart of God, God was saying something about Paul, who he was. Paul is saying, I was made a minister according to the working of his power. To me, even though, present tense, I am the very least of all the saints, this grace was given to me to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. That God was making a declaration in the past about who Paul was to be, and then from who he was, the what of what he was supposed to do would be discovered. And then he would reach his potential, that he would go and he would preach to the Gentiles, the unreached people, the non-Jewish people. That was Paul's potential. See, God has said something about us. God has made a declaration about us. The question is, in the present, which past are we going to live according to? The stuff that happened to me, the negative stuff that I've learned, the negative stuff that I've done, and make that my foundation or the declaration of the foundation of what God says about me. That's the potential that I want to live out, and that's the potential that you and I should want to live out. See, and when we pray, as we're talking about during 21 days of prayer, we align ourselves with what God has declared to get to the potential that God has for us. Like we said last week, when we pray, 
We pray according to the will of God, according to the declarations of God. And what are we doing when we pray? We are saying what God has said so we get to the things that God has for us. And that's what's going on when we pray. We're aligning our words with the declarations of God. Let's see this here in Psalm 139, verse 13. It says this. For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. All past tense. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you. When I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none of them. Before you lived one day, God had something to say about your days. Verse 17, how precious to me are your thoughts, your declarations, O God. I'm adding word declarations. How vast is the sum of them. If I would count them, they are more than the sand. I awake and I am still with you. God has said all of these things about us. That he has woven our lives intricately. He has prepared a potential for us in him. God's potential is the best potential for us to walk out. Couldn't you, couldn't you agree with that this morning? God's future is the best future that we could walk in. But the reality is, we live all of this out in the present. God has said all of these wonderful things about us. He's woven my life together before I lived a day, but then I lived a day and I made some mistakes. And then I lived a day or two and a bunch of negative things happened to me. And people said things about me. And I, and I did a lot of times I didn't necessarily act on what God said. I started acting on all of these things that have happened to me and all of the mistakes that I made. And then, and we could all agree with us, the present that I created wasn't so great. Did anyone ever create a present that you really weren't that excited about? And you really had nobody to blame but yourself? Can you, could you look at some of your decisions and think, you know what? And nobody to blame but myself. What were we acting on? We were acting on some words and thoughts and ideas from our past. And we created a present that we actually didn't want. And we were nowhere close to fulfilling the potential that we have in God. But God has made these declarations. They are still true. They are still coming from the past, from eternity past. God has said things about you and about me. But we have to live these things out in the real world. And like we read last week, the scripture says, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. The things that are in my spirit relating to my potential, man, I want to do those things. But how I've trained my flesh a lot of times doesn't get me to my potential. And then we just have to live all of these things out in the present, in the real world. And the real world is a little bit messy. Wouldn't you agree? Here's some of the things that we have to face in the present. People. 
don't people make the present messy? They just make it really messy and make it really difficult. But he has woven me together. But then people are a pain. Because that's present tense. Parents. Now, not my parents. But parents can make life really hard sometimes. Any teenagers want to give us an amen this morning? (laughs) Parents can make life really hard and difficult sometimes. Bills. Does anyone have any bills? Now, we know potentially, you know, in the future, our mortgages are paid off and we're debt-free and, you know, all of our RSPs are full to the brim. We have enough left over. But right now, here in the real world, in the present, man, we've got bills. We've got stuff to pay for. Friends. Does anyone have any struggle with friends? No, I just, uh, people and friends are two different things. (laughs) People are just nobody, just people. They're driving me crazy. And then the people that actually know, and I'm in relationship with, man, they just make my present. They make it good sometimes, but then they make it hard sometimes. Decisions. Present tense, we've got decisions to make, we've got jobs, we've got careers, we've got a culture, a present culture that we're dealing with. Kids, critics, politics, world issues, and then last but not least, you've got yourself to deal with. Your flesh. The negative ways that you've trained yourself to think and to act. All of these things are happening real time in the middle of a past where God has declared something about you and where God wants you to get and he, what he wants you to fulfill in your life. How are we going to get there? How are we going to get to the things that God wants us to achieve Ephesians chapter three, verse 20 says this. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we can ask or think according to the power at work within us. The Holy Spirit is at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. All of those other things are going on. Present tense all of the difficulties and the messiness of life, but also the power of God is at work within you. And what is the power of God at work within you doing? He's getting you here. He has made a declaration in eternity past before you lived a day. Before you lived a day in this messy world, he made a declaration about who he wants you to be And what he wants you to do. And the question is, in the now, what are we going to align with? Are we going to choose to say and pray the declarations of God so that we can walk in the potential that he has for us? Or are we just going to do the same old, same old? Is 2020 just going to be like 2019? And I didn't really like 2019, but I don't know what to do. Here's what we do. What has God said? I know the difficulties of your past are real. They are real. But what we have to choose to do to know that the declarations of God are real. He has said something about you. 
It's moving you there. The spirit of God is at work on the inside of you, moving to the potential that he's already placed on the inside of you. He's knit it into you. Let's see how this works out in the scripture. Abraham, there's a lot here in the story of Abraham that helps us to see this. And the story of Abraham is not about the story of Abraham. As we read the story of Abraham, it helps us to see our story. Let's read it here. Romans chapter four, verse 13 says this. For the promise to Abraham and his offspring that he would be heir of the world did not come through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. For if, the, if it is the adherence of the, adherence of the law who are to be heirs. Faith is null and the promise is void. For the promise to Abraham and his offspring. So what was the promise to Abraham? That he would have a child. What was the problem? He was 100 and he and Sarah had no children. But what was the promise? That his offspring would be an heir. What did Abraham have? He had issues in the now. God called Abraham. And what did he call him to be? The scripture says, father of many nations. So he had real-time problems. 100 and his wife is 90. This is real-time problem, friends. (laughs) And you have no children. And God says, you're going to be a father of a nation. Father of a nation speaking to his potential. But we have a declaration over here, and then I got real-time issues. And then what does it say here? It says about faith is null. So basically, what, what this whole portion of Scripture is talking about is how are we going to actually walk in the promises of God? Are we going to be walking in the promises of God by trying to fulfill the law? Or... Is it faith? That's the point. That's the point of these verses. That what am I going to do? I am going to trust what God said in the now. The scripture says in Hebrews chapter 11, now faith is. Right now. Faith is right now. And the question is, whose words are we putting our faith in? What words are we putting our faith in? Because listen, All faith is right now. Faith in God and faith in our negative past is happening right now. People who aren't living out their potential for a thousand, and and I don't mean this in a judgmental way, I'm saying it with all compassion. People who aren't living out their potential and who haven't have put their faith in the negative past. But we're not going to make that choice, right? Now faith is. And so this is the story of Abraham, and this should be our story. He had a bunch of difficulties real time. The struggle is real right now in the world that we live in. Verse 16, that is why it depends on faith in order that the promise may rest on grace. In other words, God gives us the promise, not something that I worked for. A declaration has been made and God has given us things by his grace 
real time. We put our faith in what he says so we can walk in the potential that God has for us. This is what God is wanting us to do every day, all of the time. As it is written, a declaration has been made. Something has been said about your life. Something has been said about my life. God has declared it. Do we know what it is? What it, who has God called me to be? And from that, the what follows. All of my choices should follow who God has declared me to be. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of God in whom he believed, present tense, who gives life to the dead. That's what you need when you're 100 and you're 90 and you're trying to have a baby. And listen, and calls into existence the things that do not exist. When does that happen? He calls it from eternity past. And he calls it into existence, that it's here and it, it's, it's in your potential. But listen, over here is ideas and thoughts. And over here is dreamy. There's no substance to this yet. You have to get it working through your life now. And the body you have now. And the family you have now that I'm going to trust what he said. So that I can walk in this. I can walk in the things that God has for me. He calls those things. Friends, listen to this. He calls those things that don't exist yet. Do you know what he says about your marriage? He says, it's a good marriage. And you're like, oh, no, no, friends. No, I'm living in the real world, Pastor Brent. He's calling it. He's said something about it. And I know it may be hard and it may be difficult, but you have not reached the full potential of a happy home yet. But it exists, friends. He said it. He made a declaration. What are we doing right now, today? Whose words, what past is my faith in to get me to what God wants me to experience? And the same is true of every area of your life. God has made a declaration. Verse 18, in hope, he believed against hope that he should become the father of many nations. In other words, real time, when there's no reason to hope, there's no reason to have a joyful expectation, everything looks bad, I know God said something. He said something about this. Listen, verse 19. He did not weaken in faith. When what? When he considered his own body, which was as good as dead. Real time, negative circumstances in the world that we live in right now. What was the choice Abraham made as he looked at his body? 
which was too old to have a baby. What does it say? He did not weaken in faith. God said something. He wants to get me here. I'm going to put my trust in him. No unbelief made him waver concerning the promise of God, but he grew strong in faith as he gave glory to God, fully convinced that God was able to do what he had promised. God has made you some promises. Are we convinced that God's words are bigger than my past and bigger what they said about me? God made you a promise. But he grew strong into faith as he gave glory to God, fully convinced that God was able to do what he had promised. That is why his faith was counted to him as righteousness. But the words that was counted to him were not written for his sake alone, but for ours. This is supposed to be our story, friends. Not just having the details of the Bible story. It's great to have the details of the Bible story, but this story is for us. The real time in the middle of difficult circumstances, I am choosing the declarations of God versus the negative declarations of my past. It will be counted to us who believe in him, who raised from the dead Jesus our Lord, who was delivered for our trespasses and raised for our justification. One more portion of scripture here, familiar portion of scripture that speaks to our identity and our potential and how it's all worked out here in the present. Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8, verse 16. For the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. God has made a declaration in eternity past, Jesus the Lamb slain before the foundation of the world, that what? That we are the children of God. See, this is available to all people. All people, this is available. That he's made a declaration that we are the children of God. And what do we need to choose? We need to choose the identity that God gives. This is pertinent for the world that we live in. You don't choose your identity. God has chosen it for you. And what has he chosen for you? You are a child of God. You are a child of God. He said something about us. See, you know, let me just take a moment to take a little interjection here. Some of you might be in here today and you'd be like, I've made so many dumb mistakes. I'm not even sure that I could just scratch my potential because my life is so far off track and, and right now is so difficult and so hard. I'm not sure God can get me anywhere near my potential. Parents, let me ask you this question. Do you love your children less when they make mistakes? Are you more or less of your parenting necessity when they're doing fine or when they make mistakes. Think about it this way. When, you're, when your children get off track and they're messing up their lives, what do you do in that moment? Like, no, not my kids. No, what do you say in that moment? They need me. 
They need to hear my words because they have potential and God is guiding us back. When we've made stupid mistakes, when hurt has come our way and has got our life off track, God the Father loves his children so much that he's guiding them back, guiding them back, guiding them back. His love never fails. His love never quits on you. You haven't made too many mistakes. Your life is not too far off track. He's not done with you. You're his child. That was all extra. And if children, then heirs. This is what he says about your potential. An heir of God. Fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with him in order that we may be glorified with him. And that means in the real world that we live in, that we live in, there's some suffering that goes on. Listen, verse 18. For I consider that for I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not comparing with the glory that is to be revealed in us. What is the glory? The glory is the goodness of God. God wants his goodness revealed in you. This is your potential as a child of God. For the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God. Verse 24, for in this hope, we were saved. God has made a declaration about your salvation. What do we need to do in real time? What does everybody need to do in real time about the salvation that's provided for us? We say yes. Why? Because he wants us to walk in what he has for us. We were saved. Now hope that is not seen is not hope. For who hopes for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we with patience right now in life, wait for it. In other words, we're moving in this direction. Hope, joyful expectation that God has said something about me. But my hope is in God that I'm moving into the things that God has for me. Verse 25, but if we hope for we do not see, we wait for we wait for it with patience. Likewise, the Spirit helps our weaknesses, for we do not know what to pray for prayer. In the middle of the life that we live, we're supposed to be aligning ourselves with the word and the thoughts and the ways of God so that we can that we can move into our potential. Likewise, the Spirit helps our weaknesses, for we do not want to pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints. It's happening right now, my friends. Real time. According to the will of God. The declarations of God. And we know that those who love God, all things work together for good. God is working it out. God is working it out. 
He's taking all of the messed up pieces of your life and he's gathered them all up. He's gathered every fragment of your life in real time. He is working it out so that you can move to the potential that he has for you. He's working it out. How's he doing? The Spirit of God is on the inside of me. And he is working. For those he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. This is your destiny. What is your destiny? To be moved to the image of Christ. He's called us his children. Where are we? We are in Christ. He wants us to move into the image of Christ. The more and more Christ-like we are, the more and more of the potential of God we experience. Man, and this is a lifetime journey. Doesn't have to stay the same. Life doesn't have to stay the same. Verse 30, and those he predestined, he also called, and those he called, he justified, and those he justified, he glorified. What shall we say to these things? If God is for us right now, who can be against us? Who did not spare his own son, but gave us up, gave up for us all. How will he not with him graciously give us all things, present tense? Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is it to condemn? Christ Jesus, the one who died more than that, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us right now? Jesus is on our side and he's saying words about you. I want to line up with those words. I want to think, line up with the words that God is saying about me. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sakes, we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things, we are present tense. We are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Friends, his love is carrying us. He has made a declaration about his love for you. It never changes. Even when we make mistakes, even when we get off track, even when we decide to live according to the wrong words, his love is carrying us. There's nothing that can separate us from the love of God. There's nothing happening right now that can separate us from the love of God, that his love is carrying us, words his love carrying us to the things that he has for us. For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Last verse, Philippians chapter 1, verse 6 says this, I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. Let's just pray this morning.
Thank you for taking the time to listen in. Be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for other messages. For more content from The City Church or to connect with us, visit us at thecitychurch.ca or find us on Facebook or Instagram at citychurchgta. Thanks again for joining us.